0: Well, a new report has found that RT's toy show, The Musical, was likely to lose the broadcaster money, even with strong ticket sales on all the planned performances. A report into The Flop Musical, which was staged in late 2022, found the RT board never formally signed off on the show. Five of the current RT board members were on the board at the time of that loss of 2.2 million euro. Uh, joining me now with her reaction is uh, Neve Smith, Fianna Fáil spokesperson on Arts, Culture and Heritage and Chair of the Arakthaskar... Oireachtas- Media Committee, and we'll also be joined by Fiona Sheen, Ireland editor of independent.ie. Uh, good morning to you both. Um, first of all, Neve, what is your reaction to what we've seen so far of the report? Uh, leaks thus far, but uh, have you seen the whole document?
1: morning, Pat, you and your listeners and to Finn on there. Um, no, I haven't uh, seen the do- document. I haven't been privy to it. I did speak with the minister yesterday and um, like that, she has remained tight-lipped. Obviously, she's considering that report and has said she won't publish it ahead of RTE. But that said, we have had some suppose, um, over lines from the media, more or less, about what, what has been in it. And I suppose the most disturbing and reaffirming, I suppose, of all of the hearings that we've had up to this point is about that lack of oversight that I suppose lack from the board whether it was information or just a culture a sort of a a complacency that had set in that there was no sort of rigorous question of the financial plan around the 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 um, toy show and I mean the the figures. the bottom line is what what counts here and they had massive losses it was never I suppose a, a money-making operation from the in the first place and it did huge had huge repercussions for that whole industry not just within RTE but I, I will quite clearly remember at the time there was huge disquiet among the um performing artists um, across the city centre who really depend on that season that panto season, Christmas time uh, about what RTE was doing and around the Toy Show musical and of course as we know now it was a huge disaster for RTE but it had implications for a lot of other people outside RTE
0: Now I'll come back to you in a moment but perhaps we'll get uh, some detail from Fionn again we're talking about leaks here Fionn but effectively what was this report asked to do and what did it do?
2: So it, it was asked to to look into the processes, uh, procedures and planning around Toy Show, the musical. The the full extent of the, the losses and other issues related to it only came out last summer on foot of Niamh's committee uh, asking uh, questions which, which RT had basically not been answering for the previous six months. They're looking at the executive, but they are also looking at the board's role in this. So it's not just management and what was happening there, but also the, the oversight uh, of it. And it, it would appear that the, the report has has done just that. Now, we, we can kind of preempt some of the findings here in that there was a clear signal from the RTE chair, Shuni Raleigh about her dissatisfaction with the... Uh, with the activity of the board at that time, in terms of its scrutiny uh, of of this project, and that would appear to have fed into uh, this report, and there seem to be similar findings. So what what we're hearing now, in terms of the board, uh, is obviously the, the the approval process was was unclear. There's no formal approval. This, there was three million being being spent uh, on on this. Uh, it 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 lost uh, two point two million. That's the kind of big decision. That a board is not just supposed to be briefed on uh, but is supposed to to formally uh, approve and, and sign uh, off on would is it, it the it case that, that
0: expenditure level. of over two million has to go to the board for formal ratification? I mean there would be other things that uh, RT would uh, do in the course of its year, for example, if they were mounting a coverage of a presidential visit from the United States, it wouldn 't amount to two million. Therefore, it would not have to go to the board. Is that uh, your understanding of it? But if it it went over two million, then the board would have to say, we're either doing this or we're not.
2: Big, sizable projects of that size. And the the report will go go through the detail in terms of, from the corporate governance perspective, of, of what exactly... Has to be signed off on, and, and the two million figure uh, is believed to be in there that if your expenditure is going above that, that needs formal ratification uh, from the board. That didn't happen, but we know from board minutes at the time that the then director general, D Forbes, uh, it, it was attending those board meetings and the, the matter was being discussed, and D Forbes was saying. That a number of board members were uh, uh, across the project. We know also that they had been briefed on it, they had been provided with, with facts and figures. And we noted in response basically, the minutes are, are saying that the, the board was welcoming the project, that D4s was being congratulated. Uh, on, on Toy Show, the musical. But there doesn't seem to be any indication from the board's own minutes of their own meetings of anybody raising questions about the finance and the risk. There's also question marks here about the Audit and Risk Committee, which is the committee that, that's supposed to be yeah. stressed testing these um, kind of things. And um, so
0: much has been made in some of the coverage about the fact that the Convention Centre was booked for this uh, in advance of board uh, approval. Um, I'm not sure that is such uh, a big deal as it's being reported to, because sometimes, you know, you got to book the venue uh, on spec. Now, you may yeah, not it, even have booked the artist who's coming in to perform, your your Rod Stewart or whatever, but you know you're going to put someone in there. You're going to try and put someone in there. So just in case someone steals a march on you, you book the venue.
2: We know anecdotally that there were issues uh, around the, the, the venue and the the suggestion previously has been that there was no other venue basically available because of of uh, the manner in which this project was being rolled out. So they went with a supersized venue, and then as a result, they had to go with supersized projections uh, in terms of how this this was proceeding. What the, what the the report will set out will basically be well, what was the what was the, the balance sheet here? And it's basically going to say the projection was that they needed to have really strong ticket sales for about 40 to 50 productions in order to even get near break-even point. As it happened, there were only 35 performances of this show, so they were really going to struggle. And then, as we know, that ended up being quite quite the flop indeed. So they ended up uh, with with basically uh, poor pick, ticket sales on a, a production that was already going to probably lose money now the argument may well have been this this will be teased out in the, the report Maybe RT were saying, look, it, it's likely we're going to lose money in year one, but we think this will be a runner every Christmas. And therefore, over the course of five to 10 years, you'll, you'll make a substantial, uh, profit rather than, than, than going, going straight into the black, uh, on, on the first year. But given the, the catastrophic losses that occurred, that went out, out the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the, the contribution of the large scale, uh, of, of the project to that, will be the issue so yeah you're right it's it's not about it it, the board shouldn't be expressing a view on you know is it in this venue or that venue but what they should be looking at is what is the financial risk attached to this and yes the board should be saying we need to go down different routes uh, to bring in additional revenue, put on additional events. Some of these events will work, some of them won't. But what this report is highlighting is that lack of teasing out, uh, of stress testing, of risk assessment that went in ahead of time before this went ahead. And that doesn't seem to have been there.
0: Now, they've interviewed dozens of people, uh, but no names will be mentioned, it appears in the report.
2: Well, what we know is that there are five of the current RTE board who sat on that RTE board at that time, whose minutes of their own meetings show that there was little enough scrutiny of this project. So there are obviously questions for them. The current RTE chair, Shuni Raleigh, was not a member of the board at that time. She gave her verdict last summer to the board when she looked through uh, the the documentation and she pointed out to a lack of rigorous uh, interrogation a lack of board processes being being followed and weaknesses on the board's part so so that's that was her verdict uh, at the time it's notable today when this uh, report is published we expect this morning the statement accompanying it from the RTE board will be from the chair and i went back over previous statements when previous reports have been issued over the course of the last nine months, and it's the rte board collectively, so I think there's kind of ominous warning signs mm. here about the, those board members who were in place at that time, because we know how this plays out. The, the report comes out today. There'll be a lot of scrutiny and a lot of talk about it, and then either either Neves Committee or the Public Accounts Committee or both will will you know, we'll, we'll be obliged to, to take up the mantle here and scrutinise it further, okay. and that will involve calling in board members.
0: So, Neve, from your point of view, what's going to happen next?
1: Well, Pat, hopefully we will get to see the pub- the, the published report and get to re- read it thoroughly. My committee will um, reconvene. Um, there has been very strong views in it, and rightly so, uh, over the last couple of months from committee members. We, I think, you know, committee members themselves have done a really good job and, and put a lot of work and effort into scrutinising all the paperwork that we have been uh, Produced with, and also you know, um, interrogating all of the issues with the board and with the executive in a fair and respectful way. We continue to do that, Pat. And I, I would just say, uh, look at the, there may be calls out there for the resignation of the board. I would always be. Uh, very mindful of the fact that we were at a huge loss and disadvantage by not having the people at the heart of this and and when I say that I mean Dee Forbes. I mean she has been absent through all of the hearings and that has left gaping holes for other people to try and fill the gaps And, and some of those gaps just could never be filled because she was ultimately the person with the information and I really think that the board members number one should be given the opportunity to come before the committee if the committee should decide to answer the questions around this particular report because I think if people you know roll off into the sunset and resign without having the full facts in front of the committee it certainly doesn't help RTE as an entity going forward to bring that transparency and to convince the public that they're worth investing in because this is the biggest piece of the whole jigsaw. Management and executives have a huge body of work to do and that is demonstrating to the public and the board, of course, the board, demonstrating to the public that they are something that the government, the the taxpayer, that the licence fee payer can invest in and should invest in. And Mm. and again, it's an opportunity for them to do that.
0: Now, um, obviously, the board members, uh, particularly those who served at the time of Toy Show The Musical, and not getting a formal sign off getting some sort of informal nod and congratulations and so on to the uh, the team who were putting it all together i mean those board members could say i'm not going in to be bally ragged by a committee um, there's not much money in this anyway it's really it's mm-hmm. not pro bono entirely but they don't get paid very much for their You're services right. they could be out of here by lunchtime if they decide they don't want to have any truck with uh, your committee or with the pac
1: Yeah, and and that's my point, Pat. It'd be really unhelpful if that were to be the case. And like, you know, if you sit on any board nowadays and and for the last 10 or 15 years, I think people have been so conscious and conscientious about signing up to be on a board because there's a huge role of responsibility comes with that. And the role of responsibility is the oversight, is interrogation. That exact piece that Finland's talking about is interrogating, stress testing and really being rigorous uh, in all financial aspects particularly financial aspects to any organization and financial aspects where an organization is getting state funds in huge amounts and so i think and i I really hope that the board will not run out the door, that they will stay and see this through. We've done a huge amount of work on it, as they have. And it's my you know, I'm mindful of the fact for a lot of the time of the board they sat there without any fee. They were asked by the former um DG to waiver their fees for sitting on the board and, and their fees are just their expenses for going to and from meetings. They're not huge. So there is a huge amount of time put into this for them. And I think they should be afforded that opportunity if the committee so decides that there's Four other questions and, uh, to be answered here on this particular issue.
0: Mm. All right, Neve. Uh, thank you very much, Neve Smith, Fáil spokesperson on arts, culture, and heritage, and of course, uh, chair of uh, that media committee. Uh, Fiona, uh, the, the, the question of the board cutting and running now, I mean, it must be very tempting. Having watched the proceedings before the PAC and Neve's committee during the summer and uh, some of the grandstanding that went on by committee members, um, the temptation would be to say, I'll throw my hat at this.
2: Well, it, it's, it's noteworthy that when they appeared before the oroctus committees that they were happy to sit there and watch members of the management be scrutinised on Toy Show at the Musical. But it, it was probably just a slight oversight on the committee's part that they didn't turn much to the board and say, what what, what were you lads up to uh, at, at the time? So so they know how this works. You you get called in for an oroctus committee. What you said, what you did at the time, uh, is put to you the the defence going back from the board is basically that this was a fait accompli. It was presented to them by by the, the Forbes. They were told it was going ahead. Uh, there'll also be references in there to to support from the former uh, RT chair Maya Doherty. So they'll basically say, look, that th- this was a, a, a juggernaut that was that was ploughing on, uh and. We 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 weren't given any opportunity, but I mean the question back will will be but you're the board. It 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 was this is actually your job. So when you 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 do have a one of these five who congratulated D Forbes on the on the story in Toy Show the musical behaving like a theatre critic that that wasn't his job. His job was there to represent the minister. The taxpayer and the license fee payers to to ensure that RTE was run uh, in a in a proper manner. And what this report is going to highlight is failings mm-hmm. there. And I think this is going to feed into the wider reports that have been done at the moment about governance of RTE, the the overlap between the executive uh, and the board. And if anything, this will be shown as a prime example of what what happens when you don't have good corporate governance structures in place and when they're not followed.
0: As some of the texts coming in, Fionnone. I work with the semi-state body, says this listener. There is a policy in place for any project in excess of €500,000 board approval required, along with a strong business case, a project committee, presentations, etc., etc., etc. I presume the scale of uh, anything that requires board approval would depend on the, the scale of operations of uh, a, a company, for example, something like Airgrid, they could be doing you know, massive uh, works uh, every so often and their ceiling might be different to a company that is, uh, say, Bordemona used to sell turf. Uh, going to the convention centre is like going to a top-class restaurant and asking for two bottles of your most expensive champagne. They need to be asked, what did City West, the Red Cow or the RDS say when they were called for their availability? Did they even look at these options? Because they're RT, so the convention centre it is. That's according to Kent. Well, hopefully the report will detail how many many venues they contacted and how they ended up with the most expensive venue, which would be the convention centre. Regarding the RT issue and a failed venture, so what? Any business should take risks and some will fail. We're a great little country for reports and committees. Boards are mostly made up of uh, lift-ins with various track records. Most of them just show up. Good organisations need brave, smart leaders. RT hasn't had one of those for a long time, in my opinion. Now, if you know, when all this is going on and RT is being, you know, put through the, the 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 grinder on this particular one, I keep thinking of the children's hospital. Do you know? And yeah, I haven't yeah. seen any of the people who are the architects, uh, I mean, political architects of that, being given anything like the treatment. That uh, is routinely dished out by committees to all sorts of people who are seen by the political class to have erred. I l- wish they'd look in the mirror sometimes and look at the projects that they've made a kibosh of.
2: Well, we, we had 24 hours worth of a Committee hearings uh, last summer, over 150 grand worth of payments uh, to a TV presenter. So you know that kind of some, compare that to the amount of scrutiny that there has been on the billion-plus spent on the on the uh, the children's hospital uh, or the broadband schemes or other things. I, I suppose look, it, this is politics, and where where there is public attention, uh, the politicians uh, will will follow. But I mean, there, there there's valid arguments there to say there's a lot of time and effort being put into uh, an area here where. There are vastly other, more expensive projects going ahead without this level of scrutiny. Yeah, absolutely fair criticism there.
0: Fiona Shane, our lead editor with uh, independent.ie. Thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.